This is Film Tank. Tank, tank, tank. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You know, we're sitting here like a couple of regular fellas. We're going to make film history. Can you say that again? Just the way you say it. Baby, it's time to lose their head. They won't know what they're looking at or why they like it, but they'll know they want it. Welcome back in to Film Tank. I am Alex Diekman, along with Nick Cheney. Oh, hello. And it's great to have Nick here. Oh, thank you. Although... Why don't you say that every week? Well, first of all, the last, like, four episodes, you've been trying this, like, ridiculous campaign to try to convince everyone that you're actually Toussaint, which is really getting really elaborate. It's not a campaign, okay? <laughs> okay. I didn't want to be the one to say this, but on August 2nd, 2019, Toussaint and I were involved in a body-switching fantasy situation. Okay. He threw a coin in a fountain. <laughs> I made a wish. And the next thing we knew... You were Jamie Lee Curtis. I was Urban. <laughs> and he was a depressed young white male who watches too much porn. I think that is still Tucson because he is technically half white. <laughs> oh boy, isn't he? No, I'm not. No, nope. <laughs> I am not co-signing that Tucson. If you're listening, <laughs> you're not co-signing that. Oh, okay. That's a discussion for another day. <laughs> That's a discussion for never <laughs> me twenty three or ancestry dot com. Ah. I mean, in a way, we're all half white. <laughs> all right, I've done my part. I will see you guys later. Oh, shit. Uh, so, uh, Nick will be providing insight on this episode at certain points. He clearly has already paid the dividends early on. Um, but most of this episode is going to be myself and Kenny, who is back. Oh, boy. Wow. <clears throat> Wonderful I, intro for yourself. There. You know, it, it's been a while, but it's been a while. I don't know how many episodes I've been on, but that was a doozy. That was an all timer. That was a good for, start for what I've been involved with. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I wanted to see how much of nothing I've missed while I was gone, mm. and I see it was nothing. Yep, uh, but but that that <clears throat> was a doozy. It's the usual. Every week is just a horrendous. Like we have this grand plan that we're going to have a fantastic <laughs> start to the episode. We oh, yeah. have great tight awesome content so tight. and there's just a tone setter every single week of just shit whoops so. <laughs> usually i accidentally <laughs> set that tone accidentally. just pooped right on the microphone Ow. just verbal poopage don't don't i was gonna say don't dare him oh boy <laughs> so uh we did an episode like this last year um and the real goal of the episode is to talk about Universal Orlando's Halloween Horror Nights, uh, this the 2019 
version. And second year in a row, you got me again, you son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, I'm shocked. I know. I think you've got the bug at this point. You're wearing your shirt. You've got your blinky cup. I do have both <laughs> of those things. Although I will say I have the blinky cup and the shirt mostly because we're talking about <laughs> Halloween Horror Nights on the episode. So I feel like... It's all for the podcast. Yeah. I no. feel like I did wear my Halloween Horror Nights 2018 shirt throughout the year at different times, but I didn't like go out of my way to wear it like every weekend. So... Did you wear it to the grocery store and whatnot? I may have at some point, actually, no. now that you bring it up. But uh, usually it was just kind of around the house kind of thing. It's a good shirt, like the one you're wearing Although, right now. This one is pretty good. And they, have, they had a pretty good selection this year of shirts. Um, but I thought most of them were actually pretty terrible. Um, but the one I got, uh, which has... Why don't you explain the one you got? I was going to say, yes. it has Stranger Things, Killer Clowns. It also has the Universal Monsters, and it has Ghostbusters, including the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, which really was a requirement for whatever shirt I was going to purchase. I've got beef. I'm already angry. With my shirt yeah. purchase? Take yep. it off. Yep. This is Take actually something Nick might be able to weigh in on. All right. What's up? I, I am angry because every year when I go to Halloween Horror Nights, I purchase the shirt, the official house shirt, which yep. has all of the properties in the event. Oh, well, the front of that shirt was... Oh yeah, no. laughably bad this year. It was laughably bad, and I <laughs> I still purchased it because I'm a completist. But piece of shit, I bought it. Gotcha. I was angry when I bought it because it did not include arguably the biggest property of the year, Ghostbusters. And but do you know who happens to not be on my shirt? Anything Rob Zombie yes, related? And that's uh, <laughs> really so. So House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, I can see that is one of the properties that was there, and. Yeah, there was definitely some rights conflicts going on, and oh, I think uh, who's the studio for Ghostbusters? Is that Sony? Sony, that sounds right. Apparently, they Sony. didn't want anything to do with Rob Zombie. Well, and, okay, <laughs> if, you, if you if you looked at all the merchandise, the two that were avoided in anything Ghostbusters were House of a Thousand Corpses and Us. Yes, Us they was were the other one. They were yeah. not on anything that was related with Ghostbusters. Yeah. That's so fucking stupid. I agree. I mean, I'm sorry, but I mean, you've licensed your your uh, property at the event. Like, it's putting a logo on a T-shirt. What's the big fucking deal? And here's the other thing, too. I'm sorry, but I know there's someone on this podcast who's not a big, huge fan of Rob Zombie in general. I think me, yeah, or maybe his you movies? are. Are you his movies or just in general? Oh no, his movies. Oh, I was gonna say I really like. He's kind of fifty fifty. You did like Halloween. I really too, did like Halloween too, and I kind of liked Halloween. Okay, um, but the only original film of his, House of a Thousand Corpses, was a big steaming pile of doo doo. Okay, but Which I, I, don't I could think, actually I don't, understand. I don't think that's. I think there are people who like Rob Zombie. That who is have true. The same opinion. So maybe I just didn't realize you haven't seen even more. Like there's more to watch. I haven't seen Devil's Rejects or. Okay. Uh, Salem, or Lords whatever. of Salem, yeah. and whatnot. All right, well then, never mind. But I would say that there's a huge comp uh, selection of horror fans out there that think Rob Zombie is somehow the trash, whatever that they should never either admit that they like or that they just don't see as see? horror. And that's bullshit. Not just because I like it, but also it's like, do they not realize what horror was made from, like in yeah. the seventies and whatnot? Well, in if particular, it... Rob Zombie. If you ever listen to him talk about 
House of Thousand Corpses and what it was meant to be. Yeah. It was never meant to be mainstream. It was meant to duplicate what he enjoyed watching, yeah. which is crazy, bonkers, yeah. you know, B movies and shit that never Say, connected with the mainstream. Grindhouse type of horror. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. and that's what yeah. that movie was meant to be. But the other thing, too, is it's not like you're being associated with, like, it was just like Marilyn Manson had a haunted house. Yeah, like that's weird. Rob Zombie's had a career as being an actual, even yeah. if you don't like his movies, he's been a filmmaker. He's obviously done music. He's done other artistic type things. Like, like, yeah. like or just like he is part of the horror canon. Mm-hmm. That, that's just us. Us is the weird one to me. Um, I I don't I found know it why. weird that 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 it, it's clear it's whoever is with Ghostbusters and they don't want to be associated yeah. with that brand. It's very which odd. Is really. Odd. I, I guess, did you want to run through the properties that were involved in the event this year? Since we, we've kind of jumped in yeah, and haven't so really talked about it. Yeah, so there were six yeah. uh, involved. Yeah. Um, one that's a bit of a wide net, which is the Universal Monsters. Um, and we'll oh. talk about that house. Mm. But it is it is literally like any of the Universal Monsters you could think of were thrown into this house. And I mean, it goes as deep as like the Phantom of the Opera. Oh, Quas- wow. Quasimodo was yeah. in there. And- so oh. it's it's not just Frankenstein and Dracula. Yeah. No, I think there were eight of them. Yeah. So uh, there was the Universal Monsters. There was Us, which we already mentioned. Uh, there was House of a Thousand Corpses. And then uh, the other ones uh, were Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, Ghostbusters. Uh, and Stranger Things Season 2 and 3. Yeah. Oh, would, really? Yeah, which we'll get into, which I actually, for a long time, thought it was just Season 2, and then on Twitter I was uh, shown the door by one of Twin... <laughs> uh, Twinny. That's your new nickname. Oh, Sorry. boy. One of, oh. t- it's a mix of Twitter and Kenny. One of Twinny's... Uh, <laughs> one of Kenny's co-hosts from one of his other podcasts uh, let me know that I was wrong, so that was great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good for you, person i don't know i was gonna say <laughs> and and we'll get we'll talk a little bit more it was we, prompt too it was within like two minutes you were oh, showing yeah. the door I, I loved it and then i got immediate and then i got to meet him at halloween horror night so that was fantastic <laughs> hi hunter yeah I was, gonna, I was gonna say i was gonna mention this later <laughs> yeah. but um kenny has a couple other podcasts he's on if you want to just you know randomly in the middle of the episode because we don't give a fuck right here <laughs> um plug what those are and, and tell us uh, you know if for anyone who's interested a little more about them Oh, okay. Well, the the Grim Grinning Host podcast is, 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 is the one where, where the yeah. angry Twitter person came from. Yeah, he wasn't gr- angry. It was gr- fine. Grim Grinning Host, we're, we're a theme park uh, podcast. We discuss mostly Disney and Universal, uh, but we do cover all theme park stuff, and um, we, we discuss heavily Halloween Horror Nights. Mm-hmm. That's like our favorite thing ever. We go very, very in-depth with that. Uh, and then the In the Loop podcast, another theme park podcast. I'm very diverse, if you yeah. haven't noticed that. Yeah. That's, that's uh, much less theme park, or uh, much less Halloween Horror Nights, and uh, much heavier on the roller coasters. Uh, but both of them are theme park based. And both of them, uh, I would say, have hosts who are centered in, or, or live in Orlando. Central Florida. Yeah, so, yeah they're Orlando yeah. based. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they they go to Halloween Horror Nights yeah. much more frequently than uh, anyone who lives in Illinois right? Uh, for the most part. So, cool. Yeah, I got thoughts on Stranger Things, but okay. we'll, we'll get to that. Well, we'll get to that a yeah. little bit later in the episode. Yeah. Um, and also, too, there were some original houses that they had that they have every year, which was a staple of the event when it started 29 years ago and still is. Um, and even though it doesn't really have anything to do with movies, uh, we'll we'll hit on those a little bit here coming up shortly. So um, for the event, just in general, uh, Kenny, I know you were super pumped about the Universal Monsters. 
and we haven't i don't think we've done haven't done any like old-timey monster yeah. episodes yeah. on on this podcast so this will be fun to talk about a little bit i know you were super excited for universal monsters and the house at least met your expectations which were already sky high i don't know yeah. if it exceeded them but i remember when we went through it the first time and then throughout the event you were just super high on this house and you really liked it so what about it did you really like and and what about the universal monsters do you really like um well when it comes to the 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 classic universal monsters i mean they are the origins of of horror of the characters that um they're the original icons yeah they're I mean, the original yeah. icons and without them you know it's it's a, a different ball game today mm-hmm. uh so they they demand respect and um i don't know as you guys as you just mentioned you guys have not delved into that at all on the podcast um we don't really do older movies and Even though it's in our are, it's in our intro, we we fail at that. Those so. are very much older. I, although, yep, if you guys are. ever did want to, I would be more than happy to join. I you, will obviously. say, before we went, I did watch Frankenstein for the first yeah. time, and I actually thought it was pretty fucking good. Yeah, I mean, that's a film from what the thirties. Yeah, nineteen thirty. That was the heyday of yeah. those monster pictures. And like, there. legitimately, uh, the Frankenstein monster drowns a child <laughs> in that movie, and I yeah. was like, holy shit! Yeah, like for that time period, that was pretty pretty intense yeah i mean those movies are entirely different by today's standards mm-hmm. from if you watch one of those compared to the pacing and just what happens with those movies it's, it's a whole different world it's no tom cruise mummy no no it is not i mean even uh, uh, r.i.p dark universe maybe maybe uh, r.i.p <laughs> uh, i think universal's trying uh Valently to uh, it's gonna to it's gonna to it's gonna need to have a reboot. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it's gonna need a major reboot. But uh, uh, even um, Phantom of the Opera, I think, what was that nineteen twenty five? Well, it depends which version. Silent for the original one. The ori- I yeah, I think that was about so, it. I watched that on the on the way down on the plane, and it's like I, that's that's the only silent film I've ever. Yeah. even bothered to try like it's just i you know it's just when i watch the classic monsters it, it it's just it really pushes me to watch stuff that i'm not normally at all into like yeah. the pacing is so much slower um that it's just wildly different than mm-hmm. anything you could watch modernly uh but like i said um those iconic characters all of them um what was to not be excited about going in and yeah like that was easily my number one house that i was excited for and as you mentioned my my expectations were so sky high i don't think it could have ever exceeded it but Mm -hmm. it certainly met and i was more than happy with the house that they delivered as you mentioned they they delivered pretty much all you know the major ones they frankenstein was there bride of frankenstein dracula the mummy was in there Mm -hmm. um invisible man or could you not see him (laughs) Boy, that joke had just been beat to death uh, with this house. But I will say, when you first entered the house, they had statues of the eight characters, and then there was a stone empty, uh, Ah, a little little Easter egg to the uh, the Invisible Man. But there, there, there was. There was that was a that was a pretty legit intro to a to a house. You know, usually it's just you walk in a room and then whatever the story is starts, and that was like. 
like it felt like you were walking into like the monsters hall of fame like yeah. going into a graveyard with the bus and like a lightning and rain going around you that was yeah. pretty awesome and then you're immediately the first uh character you encounter is uh the wolfman who <laughs> had a fantastic bungee scare like he came from like way back in the distance and just launched at you <laughs> and then just before he got to you was pulled back by the bungee but uh, I mean, my favorite of all of them, Creature from the Black Lagoon, while his scene was probably the most uh, underwhelming, it was still great to just see him. You know, it's just, I don't know, everything I could have possibly wanted from this house, it basically delivered. So, Yeah, I was, uh, I was pretty middle of the road on this house because I didn't think it was the greatest haunted house ever, and... I also really appreciated seeing these characters pop up throughout the house. Something that's we talked about on the episode last year, but it is hard at Universal Orlando's Halloween event, is that like it's not like a regular hoarded house. Like you don't go yeah. through and you get every single scare in the house. Like if you go through three or four times, you might not even see everything. Like it's just triggered randomly as people are going through in a continuous line. So you get an entirely different experience, literally every time you walk through the house. Which, so. which, which is definitely it's a plus. I was gonna say, yeah. well, I don't know about a plus, but it, it definitely has its perks, right? Um, but at the same time, all of the best scares you might totally not even know they happen if you only go through the house one time. Right. So uh, my first time for going through this house, I didn't think anything happened in it because none of the scares happened, and yeah. it was. Like a complete anomaly so, where I just walked through and no the characters came out when I was there. And I was like, okay. So did you guys go through these houses multiple times? Yes. We went through that one the most in the two days we were there. I think we went through ah. seven or eight times. Uh, oh, well, okay. Uh, Kenny may have. I went I went through that house, I, I think, thought it four been times. even, oh, yeah. like, impossible to go a second time or something no, as far as lying. The nice thing about when we went is that... I guess it's September, so it's not quite... It's a, it's a little bit less crowded. We both had Express when we were there, so we could go through one time and skip the line, basically. And also, early in the night and late in the night, the lines are significantly less. Yeah. So we were there for you know the early part of the event, so we got to go through you know four or five houses, just wait in the regular line, then do the Express, <laughs> and then hit a few at the end. So you had chances to do multiples. I, I think the big takeaway from this house was it's it, it while it had some decent scares to it, it wasn't meant to scare the bejesus out of you. I don't think any of the houses there are. No, no, no. None of them really honestly scare the hell out of you. I mean, you can go to any local haunt and get scared much, much better. But uh, this house in particular, though, I believe was more or less just a, a good, respectful, paying homage to these characters. Sure. Which, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it, you know, yeah. and, and they did a great job with it. I would say the one scene that I thought was really exemplary was... Uh, the Phantoms yeah. scene, actually. Yep. And that was kind of like a... I don't want to say under the radar, but it's not Dracula. It's not yeah. Frankenstein. Yeah. It's People not... kind of forget he's one of the eight. Yeah, well, and, and the fact that this is an overdone element in films right now that we just talked about, uh, I think, on the last episode... But the uh, the use of mirrors is in movies is getting like to the point of exhaustion. Yeah. But in a haunted house, especially with a phantom where he like turns and walks in a different direction, so you see yourself and then you see him in different spaces. Yeah. It was a really cool element in the haunted house, and that was that was awesome. Can I uh, ask a really dumb question for someone who's never been? That's the only kind we like here. So. Thank you. Uh, just on like like on average, 
How long does walking through a house last at at Universal? Probably like probably five, five or six minutes. Okay, say, yeah. so it's not like two minutes where you're just like racing through it. No, uh, but okay, I just they're they're decent size. I, yeah, some of the bigger ones will give like. 14, 15, 16 scenes that okay. you walk through. Some of the shorter ones, maybe half of that. Yeah, um, yeah they're they're cool. decent length. Um, For the most part, they're all pretty similar in terms of length. It's it's it, yeah, it's like five, 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 yeah. Six I was trying to contextualize minutes. as far as like how long you're in a house yeah. and whatnot. Okay, it cool. is also worth noting with the classic monsters that the, this was not the classic monsters per se. These were it was very strictly labeled as the Universal monsters, mm-hmm. and this was the newer. Universal take on the monsters. Um, I'm showing Nick a picture right now. Oh, okay. Um, the, so it's not the exact like. So they weren't trying to do like actual Bela Lugosi. Cosplay. Yeah, no, they're not no. like the iconic I mean, exact right, replicas. Right. This is the current Universal take on okay. what the monsters are, and I think that that's works. what I'm saying. Like, while it will take a reboot. They are significantly pushing the monsters to try to continue going with this process. I mean, I maybe with, not Tom Cruise next time. No, <laughs> uh, and without going into it at all on this episode, like they are building a new park in a, a few years down the road, and they are planning on putting the monsters in their own land of the mm-hmm. park. So Universal is still heavily investing in the monsters. And, yeah. Therefore, you know, this house made sense this year. Yeah, the last, thi- the last thing I'll say about the Monsters House, other than the fact that I thought it was good but it wasn't my favorite, um, was just, just it, it had all of the iconic scenes that I felt like you'd want to see. Like it had um, Bride of Frankenstein screaming at yeah. the people walking by. It had it was the MVP of the house, in yeah. my opinion. I only like, caught like a little bit of it one of the yeah. times we went through, right. but at, at the same time I did see it a bit. It had... Frankenstein's lab. Uh, I was gonna say it had Frankenstein's lab. It had somebody like taped up to the you know board or whatever. Uh, it did have Frankenstein coming out with his his arms out through the one you know just random scene where you see him. It did have Dracula with a body down there. So I mean, it hit all the boxes and it and it did it in a nice way and it flowed really well through the whole house. So I thought it was a it was a good time and definitely fun to see those movies in real life um done done well one thing i will say really quickly before we move on to the next property and last year was a bad example because i was shit-faced for almost the entirety (laughs) of the event uh and this year uh i was there the one friday night and then we went you know the whole event on saturday and i drank significantly less on saturday (laughs) than i did on friday night and last year not friday night oh no friday night i I was i was tanked i was i was drunk and it was bad (laughs) And we had to get up two hours later to go back again for the regular during the day at that Universal. Was yeah. That was a, that was a long day. Anyways, um, I think overall um, this event was definitely stronger than last year's. I think the houses, content wise, like the like I don't know if the highs were as high as last year, but I feel like overall, like everything was really quality this year. Even the houses that I didn't really care for, I thought were really solid. I'm I'm glad to hear that because I know Friday night uh, after your original run through Friday night of the event, um, I know it seemed a little lackluster. It, it wasn't on its A game Friday night the first time through, mm-hmm. but Saturday it seemed like it really hit its stride. And I agree, it, it, it much much better Saturday night than it was Friday night. So, mm-hmm. and I I think I agree with you. Uh, I've thought about it a lot, and of the five years I've been going, I think this is probably the second best I've been oh, to. Okay. So it's a, a notch above last year, I feel. So. Yeah, and um, we'll, we'll get in more into the comparisons between the Stranger Things houses from oh last boy. year and this year. Not but, better than last well, year. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, the Stranger Things house last year, I felt, was like 
put all their eggs in that basket and yeah. like went hard to like deliver this awesome like exact replica of what it would be like to see that in a haunted house form and this year was just like yeah it's old news hmm. so the next property uh we should hit on i think i guess is is us i won't spend too much time on this no. uh we did an episode on this movie and i thought this movie was shit and when this was announced and I knew I was going, I told Kenny that this was going to be a terrible haunted house, um, is that I really thought thematically wise, this just would not work in a haunted house. Like you could have some of the scenes and it could kind of work together and string together. But like the real awesome part, if you like wanting to make this into a haunted house, would be having a dual level going from wherever the beginning is and then getting brought down to the tethered group down below and it would be awesome to try to put that together and i feel like if you had a haunted house where you could have dual levels and you could actually put a lot of resources into it it could be done really well and knowing how universal's haunted houses are set up i knew that was not going to be the case and i thought it was not going to be very good and i was right right (laughs) <laughs> now, multi-level houses for them is a big no-no. It's yep. just an ADA requirement that everything be on one level. And they have done things in the past um, to to give you the um, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Where they trick you? Oh, the illusion. The illusion. That's the <laughs> one. Uh, they give you the illusion of going downhill or uphill into different areas. Um, I thought they could have executed that here. They didn't. Um, I know I was a little more positive when this was announced than you. Uh, I was also a bigger fan of the, the movie than you. And I think it it still remains that if you are going to the event and you are genuinely a fan of the movie, you'll probably be a little higher on sure. this house. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that said, it's still just not executed well. Uh, it's not even that it's not executed well. It's just there wasn't much to really go off of. I feel like there was... There was, like, no, other than the last scene, which was a recreation of that horrendous final scene of this movie, um, where everyone's holding hands across the sky. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh. That's a shame. Uh, there were no really good moments with the tethered no. people. And no. I feel like that was, like, something they had to do in this house where it even had yeah. a chance. And it wasn't even even a thought and I, I, that was disappointing. So a house like this, does it, like, do you just, you keep saying the word scene. So is that what this would have been? Like, were you going through different parts of the yeah, movie? Yeah, so it, okay. it, it, and that's the other thing. It's not like you walk into, like, a recreation of their summer house. You, you did. do. You in do one at one part. point, yeah. Okay, but you move on from yes, that. It's not quickly. like. Okay. It's basically a greatest hits of things you would like okay. to see from the movie. And, and that, that was another knock I had against this house. And, again, I was going in looking to tee myself up for things I didn't like. Um, but at the same time, uh, this is a pretty legit, I think. The pacing throughout this house was really terrible, if you yeah. want to compare it to the film. You start off with this cool little intro thing where it's playing the music and it has Starts like, great. lights. Yeah, it's And then you go into the carnival house. Like okay. it, it was a good intro into it. Yeah, they had yeah, the yeah. owl and everything. Like I, I was, Starting off, it was, I was... You're like, oh, I, I promise out of the gate. I was going to say... And then you go in the first. You go in the um, woman from the tethered, uh, the leader who's um, uh, Pote, and yeah, that's fine. 
her character can't ever remember her name. Lupita, and yeah, ghost character. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I forget her name. Yeah, um, she's, Red, yeah, uh, yeah. Yep, that, that's about right. Actually, yeah. she's in the opening scene, and the actress is walking through with that walk, and you hear the music still. So that was okay. Mm-hmm. And then you go straight into the beach house where, like, Elizabeth Moss's character is dead already, yeah. and it just made no sense to me. And they don't even play fuck the police. I was <laughs> they, 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 they play like they, the record scratch, like it's about to start, yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. don't. It's just a total mm. fucking. Tea. That's the other thing too. <laughs> that's bullshit. Is that they have all kinds of music throughout the event yeah. from people like Metallica. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So it's not like a hard and fast rule. I was gonna no, say it's no. not like they couldn't get the rights, and they can play the language is no problem. They, they probably play, yeah. were trying to be quote unquote un uh, era. I should say apolitical. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with them not playing that, but to not play the Beach Boys song that was yeah. in there made oh, yeah, that's no sense at all. Yeah. As someone who doesn't do haunted houses, that's Mm -hmm. me, uh, so take this for whatever it's worth, which is really nothing, but (laughs) I hear something like that about the Us house, whatever, and I always just think, like, at least for some movies, in that movie in particular, like, that it would, wouldn't it benefit them to maybe be laser focused on recreating a scene rather than a series of scenes? Because if you walked into something that looked like their summer house and you actually spent five minutes kind of going from room to room to watch a chase between the, I don't know I'm just saying like do do they ever do anything that's laser focused like that they do okay. um, they did a few years ago with The Exorcist they okay. had the, and obviously that movie's yeah. basically one, but you're basically one bedroom, just watching the actual but it was hyper focused on g- okay. delivering different angles and different ways you would see the room okay um, but with this the, the situation here is Jordan Peele was heavily involved with uh, the creation of the house okay. and so he had a lot of creative say in, in how he wanted it done and what scenes he wanted to be in the house and so it's not entirely in the creative team's hands okay. in every situation and this situation that was basically I, make jordan happy that's interesting because i had no idea that that's even a precedent that yeah. any uh, uh person who would be involved with the existing property would have well, any say when so. we get to stranger things netflix has heavy yeah. involvement okay. and so do the duffer brothers so well, it's well that casts a whole new light though on yeah. what you guys are saying so yeah, that's, yeah. That's cool Anyways, uh, the Us House, again, uh, there were a couple of moments that were, were kind of interesting. Uh, the Everything with like the scene with the rabbits was kind of cool to see, I guess. Yeah. But at the same time, I just kind of expected to But then when you got that. down to the underground area, like they walked, you walk through like the bunk bedroom mm-hmm. areas, like where the tethered people would be mm-hmm. doing they're, all the fucked up shit. And that, they're not there. Said, None of them are there. There's yeah. no, it, it just, the house felt, it just felt undercasted and i know as the event goes on things change so maybe later on when they get this criticism maybe at the end of the event it'll be a little bit more staffed i don't know that's one of the things that the event not not only do the houses each time you go through evolve and change but the event as a whole as it goes from start to finish by the end of the event some of the houses are entirely different than what they were when it started so which is good because in a way universal not necessarily that they just take feedback but at the same time like they go through and like you read other people's opinions other than just your own well the creative team literally will stand at the exit of houses and read reactions on people's faces or sometimes even just pull them aside and talk to them and ask them what they think and you know what that's that's um perfect it's pretty pretty refreshing because that's not necessarily the uh viewpoint of every single place right so, so I don't think I don't, much more needs to be said I about say, I, didn't, I didn't care for it. I yeah. didn't think it was a good house. I didn't think it represented the story very well. And no. I didn't think it would, was going to be able to do anything if it did represent it well. You so. were right. 
Yeah. You were right. Mew. I was wrong. No, it's not, not <laughs> right or wrong. I just I just thought it was going to be shit, so I'm glad it was. Uh, moving on to House of a Thousand Corpses, the Rob yeah. Zombie house, which um, I will say uh, I thought this house had potential, Oof. but this was one of the big surprises of how good it actually was yes. at the event. Because this house was actually fucking fantastic. This was, this was top tier, like some of the best I've ever seen. I agree. I mean, I and I've, I've I'm not a classic vet of Halloween Horror Nights like right. Kenny is, but at the same time, from the facade to mm-hmm. the way that we go through the scenes to some of the uh, some of the um, voice cues that happen throughout the house. Yeah. Um, and the way the actors are set up throughout this, I mean, this was just a huge winner, yeah. I thought, um, both for being a good haunted house and also to delivering on like the feeling of what the actual movie is. That is not a good movie, <laughs> but this is hitting all of the best parts of it and hitting them in a really solid order to really get you to feel the story as you're going throughout in the house. fairness, though, when we watched the movie, what was our conversation afterwards? While the movie's not particularly great, again, I'm a bigger fan of it than you, Mm -hmm. we wholeheartedly agreed that it probably would make a stellar haunted house. Yeah, sure. Boy, did it deliver. Because, I mean, the movie, which is just, first of all, the first, like, 45 minutes is, is, the first scene's really good. The second, like, 30 minutes is just so mundane. Uh, and then when you get to the actual event that's happening throughout it, it's it's okay. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it just is a it's it's Rob Zombie's first film. Uh, I would say it's definitely rougher than his more recent works, even if I don't really necessarily care for all of them. It, it's definitely a first draft of yeah. uh, his his more recent works. But at the same time. Haunted Housewise, I mean, this is uh, this is really solid stuff, especially for for Universal. And at the same thing, there were like four or five things that I really wanted to see in this house, and it had all of them, mm-hmm. which is not common, I would say, of like scenes I really wanted to see and just like bookmarking every single one throughout. I mean, the fact that you go through that initial scene and they have uh, rest in peace, by the way. I was going to say, R.I.P. Sid Hag. Yeah, yeah that's, man. That's a bummer. See, man. the bummer, we'll bookmark what you were just about to say, yeah. but the bummer with, with Sid Hag's passing, um, the timing of it, we went to the event, and then uh, I believe Sunday night is when he passed. Monday is when the, the news and, uh, and broke. It came out, yeah. It Literally, we had just been coming off the high of going through the house multiple times and being really high up on House of a Thousand Corpses and... Uh, that was just very unfortunate with, you know, just all of it is just unfortunate. But Yeah, even in House of a Thousand Corpses, which I totally understand what Alex is saying, I think Sid Hag is a standout yes, from agreed. the very beginning, 100%. which is kind of the probably the only reason why he even made more sequels, because I think it was just another excuse to have him do yeah. better things. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, I'm, you know, interested in seeing the Devil's Rejects and his new one, Three from Hell, at yeah. some point. But... That first scene and and everything with Captain Spaulding and that opening scene when you're walking through was pretty awesome. See, just to just to see so that. Did you actually get to walk through a variation of his no. Captain Spaulding's see, like house this, of whatever? This horrors? was the one big letdown for me is okay. that oh, the shit. house did not include the murder ride. That okay, because I thought that would have been kind of a pretty much. Right there it, for you. It's a grand slam when you're watching a movie. You're like, well, okay. obviously, if they're going to build an attraction for this, this is going to be in here. Even but, if it's just one room or one right. hallway you walk through. But so, okay. even just a nod to it, like a like a ride vehicle sitting there with yeah. a door. Like there was no there was no 
no mention of the of the murder ride. But, but for me, t- that wasn't a thing I really wanted to see, okay. which is interesting. Like I really wanted to see that just simple store gas station. store yeah, the, in the actual gas station. Ah, okay. I wanted to see the other guy popping out with his mask yeah. on, ready to you know slam and you to death. He did make. Fried chicken references, and <laughs> he was holding a piece of fried chicken. References to putting his boot in your ass, like it was all there. They mm-hmm. they executed very well. Did you get to see the uh, the underground? Yep. Yes, okay. you did. Mm-hmm. Which I would Boy, hope that would be on not my only that, top but list. with with the the which I will say one of the highlights of this film for me is the soundtrack and the music was, oh, it was all playing really well, very well done. very well done, mm-hmm. very loud. You definitely walked through the tunnels. There were yeah. lots of. Dead bodies, all the corpses, uh, and you get to the scene with uh, Doctor Satan was Do- there. Doctor Satan, and it actually like uh, legit looks like him, hundred percent. And he looks at you as he's like over the body, and it was it, it was pretty pretty possibly good. Possibly one of my favorite like um, costume designs I've ever seen at Halloween Horror Nights was Doctor Satan. It was so well done. Mm-hmm. Um, just the way his mannerisms and the way he like mm-hmm. looked at you as you were walking through is very very disturbing. What's the uh, the the uh, the one? I think it's the. Uh, oh, um, I'm pretty sure it's the guy who was played by Rain Wilson who gets turned into the fish. Oh. They have that. Yeah, that's really. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> pretty wow. fucking yeah. awesome. Uh, Baby was there in in multiple iterations. Uh, mm-hmm. The 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 part where she's scalping. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that was pretty intense. Yeah, it's very intense. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to the part uh, in the... So they portray violence in these houses? Yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, well, I'm just saying, like, I knew that they would do scares and creepy, well, well, but we'll, I didn't know how family-friendly in the, some in, of these... Oh, in, in, in a couple of the original houses we'll get to, oh, there's boy. some animal stuff that okay. is oh, boy. pretty legit. It, it like, also... Yeah. It also... Horror Nights is very in tune with the climate of, like, what's gone on in society, uh, in the past, they have... There's less... a Donald Trump house. They... They've canceled... They have... Trump Tower of Terror! They've... <laughs> I I respect the shit out of that joke. Uh, wrong you, wrong park, but it is Orlando. I That's very well done, Nick. It's the next neighborhood over. <laughs> Everyone has to put on a suit that's just a little too big for them. <laughs> they go into it. And they get choked by their little tie. <laughs> For instance, um, I believe it was 2016 um, when the Pulse nightclub shootings happened in Orlando. Oh, yeah. Um, they had a um, purge house scheduled for that year, and it entirely got shelved because of the violence. Universal, Universal is really good at canceling stuff. that they. Uh, you know, though, I, 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 I will say really quickly, I get up in arms about movies getting canceled. Yeah, we, had a, we had a whole episode where we, we talked did. about The Hunt pretty much. I yeah. will admit, maybe this makes me a hypocrite, but I hear something like that, what you just said, and I that I actually, I mean, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, yeah, it's the same neighborhood. That's an applaud. But also, yeah. it's, an, it's an experience, so who wants to experience something sure. like this? Yeah. yeah, that I get. So they, they do sort of take the temperature of the climate of what's going on around them, but yeah. they're not afraid to show ultra-violent situations, especially yeah. if nothing has happened recently. <laughs> like, they're not afraid. I mean, and people do get offended and upset, and it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you bought a <laughs> ticket to a hard-ticket event. Yeah. What 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 did you expect was going to happen here, you know? And it also says, to like, not for people under the age of 13, sure. not for, you know, the, here's the things you might see when you're here. Like, it, it should be pretty and clear. I would guess that it's stratified by the property. Like, if you walk into Stranger Things, yeah. you're not going to see mutilations or whatever. Whereas if you walk into a Rob Zombie house, I think. They did would... have the scene with Bob. 
uh, in Stranger Things this year. Mm, they did have the demo dogs eating the cat. That was okay. pretty graphic. I mean, it's what you would expect from the property itself. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, they don't necessarily go above and beyond no. to try to, no. I don't know, do extreme. There's no, there's not, like, shock value. You know what? That's what their original. There, there's ten houses at the event. Six of them this year were property-based. Four of them are originals, and the originals is where they can stretch their legs and do, like, whatever the fuck they want to do. So, like a dead dog. Like a dead dog. And a, and a uh, sound of a do- sad the, dog the, in the, the corner. The whimpering dog as it's being cut and in a, half. Or, or the very entrance to the house where there's a horse being eaten. Oh, wow. Yeah. And yeah. we also noticed earlier in the earlier in so the day that, you could eat a horse. That, that when we went and saw the animal show uh, during the day at Universal Studios that they had a sign of a horse. And then yeah. the horse was absent from the show. And then there's a dead horse yeah. being <laughs> Well done. Well done, Nightingales. That was a... Yeah, that was um, pretty timely. The house smelled like shit, by the way. Yeah. Well, that's it smelled okay. like a chicken coop. It was, uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get there in a few minutes. But I, I uh, House of a Thousand Corpses was a really good house. Um, I, I don't want to say, like, super surprised, but in terms of how well done it was, I was I, it was aces yeah. all the way. Well, quick last note for me on, on House of a Thousand Corpses is um, this was a house before it was a movie at the Hollywood version of oh, Horror okay. Nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was 2000. They had the House of a Thousand Corpses maze before it was a movie. And um, essentially, this was when Rob Zombie was just sort of conceptualizing the film. And um, there's, I don't know what you guys know about the backstory of the film itself and its production disasters, but it was a universal uh, produced film originally. And... Universal was not a fan of the product and <gasps> actually cut cut the uh, the whole process. And not Rob surprised. Zombie had to go shop this around to other studios where it eventually landed. I don't remember where it was produced by, but now it's funny that in 2019, uh, in the marketing, it's like you know Rob Zombie's cult classic comes back, and it's like you motherfuckers, <laughs> you cut eh? you cut ties from this originally. Uh, but there is an interesting, a very interesting story, uh, history with uh, this house and the, the movie and all that with Universal. So every time he makes a movie, pretty much the whoever he's making it for is not a fan of what he's doing. Sure, like it's like a literal, you know, Simpsons rake gag where they see the rake, they step on it, and they don't expect it to hit them in the face, and it does. And then they're like, "What? What'd you do?" Yeah. Anyway. Well, that's. Yeah. Uh, so the other house, uh, we'll talk about this a property before we, uh, hit on the uh, original houses and some of the other fun things about the event is killer clowns from outer space. Uh, I was skeptical. Of I think you were house? more than skeptical. <laughs> well, I you told me after you watched the movie mm-hmm. and you said that you were not a fan of the movie, you I were like not. that also for you boded well that you thought the house was going to be awful. Okay, so I will admit uh, that I was wrong because I thought this was the best house at the event. Uh, Hell yeah! Yeah, I I thought this was absolutely fantastic. For and there were two things. First of all, uh, I have not been in a haunted house at uh, Halloween Horror Nights. Again, limited experience, only two years now. I've not been in a house that has encapsulated the film quite as well as this house did. Like you talk about like getting the feel and also having all of the scenes that you needed to have in the exact right order, hitting the right notes. Like this house did everything you could possibly like. And for me, 
Halloween Horror Nights is not scary whatsoever. So instead of trying to be scary, this went the other direction and tried to be just fun for everybody going through. And it still had the, you know, somewhat scary moments. But I feel like this was so in tune with what the film was that it just hit every single note exactly right. And there were so many fun moments going through this house. It was just awesome. What are you going to do? Knock my block off? He did. I mean, it's incredible. (laughs) I mean, everything from all of the actors throughout here that had the different costumes, and there was a ton of them throughout the house, to Clownzilla, which was just this fantastic puppet, like this enormous puppet at the end. I spoke very highly of Dr. Satan, but Clownzilla... It wasn't actually a character, so I can't consider it like no, car- like yeah. a costume design. But it was huge, and it was incredible. You had and to walk it, under it to get through. You had to yeah, walk it under awesome. it, and it was in full motion, and it was just amazing. Yeah, it, it was just. I believe it, I told you before we went in the house. I'm like, this house has my because I had been through all the houses already before Alex got there, and I was mm-hmm. like, this house has my favorite moment of the event. Yeah. And, it, and that was great. Yeah. And then the, you know the house ends as you're hearing the theme song and you're trying yeah. to walk through all of the cotton candy yeah. and everything. Oh wow! I mean this this was this was pretty awesome. It had all the scents you would expect. I was gonna say, was there popcorn? You smell popcorn when you right when you walk in. You smell uh, the the pies. That the, mm-hmm. there's the one scene with the, the dude covered in pies. Um, and then yeah, obviously cotton candy smell plays a big part of it. And uh, was there a recreation of the spaceship? Like no. the interior, not really. Okay. No. I, mean, I was just that, curious. I guess that last scene with the clowns were the like kind you, of you've seen the cotton of. candy cocoons, but it wasn't like yeah, the yeah, super yeah. colorful. In, ter- in terms fine. of just actual feel and enjoyment going through, I mean, this house just knocked yeah. it out of the park for me. I thought this was absolutely fantastic. Well, much yeah. like movies that all have different tones and feels and whatever, like Halloween Horror Night houses are no different. They they go for different tones and different moods. And they're like comedy houses are not uncommon. They've mm-hmm. done many of them in the past, and they just they could not have hit more perfectly on mm-hmm. the, on the the vibe of this house. And um, I I just I don't. Last year it was at the event as a scare zone, yeah, and it was perfectly awesome. Then it was for the most part everybody I talked to that was their favorite scare zone last year. Uh, I made a point to finish the event last year as the last night ended uh, at 2 a.m. in the Killer Clown Zone. And um, we finished our event this year in the Killer Clown's house. And I had my Killer Clown shirt on. Like, this is the, uh, it's sort of like the unsung, like, my fucking favorite of the event. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, without even realizing how into it I was, like, I made decisions to finish the event both years with the Killer Clowns. It was so goddamn good. It was also cool, too, because the first house I went through when we were here this year was Killer Clowns. Yeah. And it was just kind of because it was there, and I was waiting for my express to, uh, the time for it to start. So we just went through it, and I was just I was just blown away by yeah. how awesome this house was. And I, I like other houses. And I, I like last year, like, I don't necessarily think it's as good as Poltergeist was last year or anything like that. But at the same time, in terms of just the fun I had and the vibe that this film has and this house just picking up on everything with that. I mean, this was just a huge winner. This was awesome. I agree. Yeah. It's kind of sad that they're gone. I know. Not going to see them again. It's a bummer. That's a shame. What's gone? See, here's the, I tried, I, I used to try to explain this to Alex yeah. when I would make my sales pitch every year. <laughs> to go. It's like they create these 10 walkthrough attractions every year. Yeah. And 
after the event's over, that's it. Like oh, you're okay. never going to see them again. And it's it's sort of so a, it's not gone at the moment we're recording. Right, right, right. Okay. It's there. Well, I it's, thought you meant like yeah. somehow that they actually no, 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 Sorry. disbanded it no. and put up a new one. I'm like, whoa. But for the the visitor yeah. that goes down once a year, yeah. like it's sort of a, you'll never see it's it a, again. It's a it's an amazing marketing tool that they have in their back pocket, but it's also like a real bummer because you see some of these houses that you genuinely like fall in love with and connect with and never want to see them go away. And at the, after Halloween, like that's it, they're going to demolish it and you're never going to see it again. I think they'll do a greatest hits year one year. They do. Uh, the first year I went was the 25th anniversary of the, of the event. And, um, I was very excited because they basically did 25 scenes. It was the biggest house I think that they've ever done. And it was a hodgepodge of strictly properties they had done in the past. And for me, I was like beside myself because it was all stuff that I had only heard of and I thought I was never going to get to see. And I got to suddenly see all of it. And um, so next year's the 30th anniversary and just probably a pretty good chance they're going to do some sort of greatest hits thing again. And you have to think the clowns will be involved with that. But. We'll I mean, see. it was awesome. Like we, they had even had some of the clowns out front to take photos with yeah. people before they got in line. <laughs> the ice cream truck, yeah, yeah. Shorty was out there. And, oh. Yeah, so I was, it was it was pretty awesome. I yeah. was I was a huge fan. Some of the uh, non-property houses, and I know we're pretty much talking about them because we're, we're a movie podcast. But we were at the event, and then we went through all of them. And uh, I know Kenny, you've told me that the original houses are usually your favorites for the most mm-hmm. part just because they're able to do actual stories so yeah. there were four houses um and i'll just name them off and we'll go through them somewhat quickly but uh they were called depths of fear uh and this house was basically a uh mining corporation built a uh almost like submarine yeah. in a deep water uh, and basically, it's the plot of Alien yeah. happening <laughs> through here. And... and it looks very alien at times. It's basically alien underwater. Yeah. What... Um, and I guess we'll just start there. Uh, this was the first house we went through the second night I was there. And we did not do this the first night uh, I was there with you, Kenny. Um, and I usually the original houses don't really do it for me. I don't really care for haunted houses. And... These are, I mean, I know they are haunted houses, and I'm not, like, saying that they're not or anything like that, but as I mentioned earlier, like, it's not like you're going through and getting scared at every turn. Like, you're going through to look at these cool scenes that they've established throughout, and you're not going through to be scared. So I was, you know, interested in in any of them, but also at the same time, I was drawn by the properties that were at this event. Um, This was definitely, for me, the best uh, original house that they had this year. I thought Depths of Fear was awesome. It had this countdown happening, so like there was this idea that you should go through the house, and like there could be this enormous explosion happening at the end. Sense of urgency the Mm -hmm. entire time. Yeah, all these creatures that they had throughout the house were, um, I would say, unique. But like we saw them uh, (laughs) going through when uh, they were doing like a shift change, do cast changes, and if you're standing in line outside and you see the, it was still daytime too, and they all look just fucking ridiculous. Yeah, they look like giant uh, fish, basically. Um, It's yeah, it's it's very comical. I mean, because each house is staffed with probably thirty to forty actors, Mm -hmm. and so when they do a cast change, it's just a line of fish people just walking. 
<laughs> you know, in the past, they usually put, like, robes over them with, like, capes so you can't really see them. This time, no. They're just <laughs> giant line of fish people. Just... Which, I mean, they're not, like, celebrities or anything like that, but people in line are, like, cheering and hooting and hollering <laughs> over these people. And you know, they're, like, waving their arms up, like, trying to get people more excited. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen Hotel Transylvania 3. The... I have not. Oh, you haven't? <laughs> then this joke's going to be entirely lost, but the the... the the cruise ship that they're on is like a, a cast of like fish people. Uh, okay. And this is exactly what these characters look like, <laughs> which it was just absurd. I was watching that movie with my kid the other night and <laughs> was laughing, thinking of depths of fear, but uh, yeah, no depths of fear was really good. And as I mentioned before, this, the original houses are when the creative team, which obviously has proven that they're, um, they're able to do really really great things with these houses this is when they're able to get out and stretch their legs and mm-hmm. make their own uh atmosphere and sort of create their own environment it's, you know it's their own sandbox to play and they don't have limitations from uh property owners you know sure. uh, saying what they can and can't do so so they so, can have a dead dog in this house like so, they did so they can do what they want to do and you kill things like dead you know dogs and <laughs> uh um I, I just to me the character design of these houses and the backstory, which they always give a super elaborate backstory on all of them, which I always appreciate. Mm-hmm. And um, they're, they're, if you want to go even further with it, like there's always like the sound escape uh, and somebody creates an, a, an original score to all these original houses. And it's just it's so in-depth, uh, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> uh, that it's just it's never lost Tur- on me. Turn it next heartstrings. Even. Yes. Even when the house misses, which some of them do, mm-hmm. um, I always appreciate the hell out of these original houses because there's just so much that goes into it. And this was a clean slate that didn't exist. It didn't come from a movie or a book or anything yeah. like that originally. So, Except for Alien. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Some of them are derived from... Well, I was going to say, I would assume most of them are inspired yeah. by... Yeah. It's kind of hard to not be derivative yeah. of something from horror, but yeah, this but was not pretty... Beholden to this them. was pretty alien-based. I was going to say, like, the, the, the woman at the very beginning, when you see, like, the first static figure, <laughs> it's pretty hard to yeah. not think of Alien when yeah. you saw that. Uh, this had one of the better parts of any house, too, and I really like this as an original house. Um, but just the sound effect and this the look of uh, this woman trying to pull something out of this dead being's like throat and mouth, and that she had her hand all the way in there and just this like <laughs> sound effect that was just playing on repeat in the back, like it was unnerving. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. This house also had uh, what looked like a, a room that was damaged and r- actual physical running water was running through it. it was <laughs> one of the only times I've ever actually seen like a physical effect like that, yeah. like an actual. Yeah, that running water was kind of weird because it wasn't like just like running down the side. Like it was pretty clearly some sort of like fountain or something yeah, like that. that right, was a neat touch. I was, yeah. I was, yeah, I, yeah. I like this house a lot. So. No, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, another uh, original house was called Graveyard yes. Games, and uh, oh, this talking my language. We we, we kind <laughs> I've of heard about this one. I was gonna say I told Nick this was really the only house that me and Kenny super differed on. because yeah. I thought this house was super not great, wow. and Kenny thought this house was great. Yeah. So we could talk about this first for a minute or so. But basically, it's just a cemetery that uh, disrespectful teens, as Universal puts it. Uh, have gone through and are just kind of just you know having 
games, I guess they're calling it, but they're just having a good time throughout that. And basically, they've awakened the dead and fucked mm-hmm. up shit's happening, and that's the the, the crux of the house. Yeah. I thought this house was super boring. Uh, there wasn't really much here. There were a couple awesome elements throughout it. But overall, um, when we walked through this, I was just the whole time, like, my, like, I could just, like, like I could, like, be out of my body and see my face being not <laughs> impressed. I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, that's fair. I mean, I, to me, I always look forward to, there's always something in the event that embodies just sort of the spirit of Halloween. And mm. this was very much that, like you're in a cemetery, it's, it's spooky and creepy and it's very, um, just dark and ominous. And, um, you know, I mentioned it before, there are comedy houses. There are some that are gore houses where it's just blood everywhere and just brutality wherever you look but then some of them are just they just nail the atmosphere and the look of halloween and that was this this year um i will say this house probably would have benefited i uh, every year when i go down i normally take it's called an unmasking the horror tour where it's a behind the scenes during Mm. the daytime before the house is open you go in with a tour guide Mm. and they point out easter eggs and you spend a good 20 minutes to a half hour in each house and when you really 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 appreciate the set design and all the details that go into these like myself and that's not for everybody not everybody is into that kind of stuff but when you do um this house would have been the top beneficiary from that um because it was just gorgeous the amount of detail if you really looked around and, and were able to spend time which you can't always do during the event when you're sort of rushing through the house with everybody um this was just that house for me this year where it was everything, everywhere you looked had so much detail and so many, I'm assuming, Easter eggs that we just didn't see. Mm. Um, and I don't normally catch until I take the tour. And then it's really fun to go through the houses after I take the tour and spot all the things that they explained in, in, the, in, in the tour. Um, this would have been, in an ordinary year, my favorite house, uh, but the monsters happened this year. And uh, this this is the first year of my five times going that an original house was not my favorite. Uh, Monsters was, but this definitely would have been my favorite under most circumstances. But, yeah. I mean, that's fair to say. It wasn't – I had some moments uh, – obviously, each time we went through, it's different. Some were scarier than others. Um, the first time I went through it, the first night I was there, I just – I think I was just caught off guard. It, well, I didn't go in with as much excitement about this as I ended up coming out with, hmm. I, I thought it was going to be good and I was looking forward to it, but I was blindsided by the first time I went through. I was, it was legitimately one of the most unnerving, scary houses I've seen at the event. And uh, we, we talked about it before. It's this, this event doesn't do that to you normally. Sure. Uh, but there was just some genuinely like creepy, unnerving moments in this house. You do go through one room, uh, that's entirely blacked out, and it's just kids like whispering in your ear, like just creepy things. And yeah, which which I think part of the reason why I thought this house was just boring uh, is that I feel like I've seen that at other haunted houses, and although it's not universal, yeah. I was just like, mm, okay. it loses some points on originality, I mm-hmm. would say, um, but uh, all the detail is what got me. Just, it was a gorgeous house. I am glad I you it. enjoyed it. I had a different opinion, but yeah. you know, that's, like that's, opposite that's ends of the spectrum. Where did it fall for you? It was in number your... nine. Yeah, number nine. It was so it was number yeah. two for me. That's yeah, I was going to say exact opposite. The, the biggest 
uh, chasm of all the houses. I was telling I was telling Nick earlier, like we had a lot of the same opinions on a lot of the houses, yeah. but this was the one that's that the was one. Yeah. not. So and, and that's okay. Yep. I mean, different strokes for different folks, or whatever you want to say. The one that almost destroyed a friendship. I was gonna say <laughs> we're, I'm never going back again because of the way he feels about this. And that's fine. I don't want you there. Oh well. Enjoy okay. my original houses without you. Have, have fun. Aww. The other two original houses uh, included a house called Nightingale's Blood Pit. Chicken Coop. Yeah, uh, we already already mentioned it. It had the the fake dead horse out front. Um, This house was really cool because it had a guy drop-kicking another person uh, in it. Although, I mean, it was obviously a dummy. But the sound effect of it, (laughs) the sound effect of it was pretty awesome. Or was it Chad the intern? (laughs) (laughs) The sound effect of it was pretty cool and just a... Um, uh, a, it, so, a quick yeah. backstory on the Nightingales. Mm-hmm. This is a uh, a story they've brought back from the past. Like they had a Nightingale's house a few years ago, but it was set the the Nightingale characters, uh, which I forget exactly what they do, but they basically just eat you alive. Mm. Uh, they they feed on whatever to survive. Uh, they're it, they're in ancient Rome here, right? Yes, yeah. they originally a few years back they were set during World War One. The Nightingale House was a World Ooh. War One house, which, by all accounts, that was the best house that year, is mm-hmm. what I've heard. And a lot of people that. were really excited about this. But instead of setting it during the same time period, they brought it back for ancient Roman times, and mm-hmm. so you had a lot of like Roman gladiators fighting, and the the nightingales were like feeding on them it was mm-hmm. very bizarre it didn't it was just a little bit of a miss like it was a good house but it just didn't. in terms of the storyline i thought that the romans were supposed to be fighting the nightingales yeah. but they were well yeah like the, oh. the nightingales were trying to feed on them oh i see and they were trying to fight them off but like that uh, when they do houses like this where you walk through and experience one side fighting against another side it sort of puts you as the person walking through in a weird position mm. because you don't feel attacked by anything you're sure. just sort of watching watching it's like when they did alien versus predator a few years ago you were just sort of watching the aliens fighting the predators and yeah. it was like ah this is cool but like i don't there's no urgency, like depths of fear. Or sure. You felt a sense of danger of some sort, you know. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, and then uh, also we mentioned the, the the horse out front, which was uh, interesting, especially at the very start of the house. Yeah. The last uh, of the original houses, which most people think is the best original house, and it was my uh, second favorite, uh, was Yeti Terror of the Yukon, uh, which was in a remote place of Canada uh, where a... Uh, Yeti is going after trapped loggers during a snowstorm. Incredible! Uh, it was a well put together house. Very I didn't, well I, done. I didn't like love it necessarily, yeah. but I also thought it was a really fun. Um, had some really cool moments where like the Yeti's getting shot, um, and also just really awesome character design throughout yeah. here. Um, this was definitely uh, in terms of the way like you like felt going through it. Like it felt cold. It felt like going through Canada like it's like you could see like white snow throughout there we were going through like it hit the theming um and it was just a fun house to go at through at one point a yeti put his hand through a man <laughs> like he had the man by the shoulder or something or the the neck mm-hmm. and was putting his hand through the man it was incredible yeah. a, there's always a couple of different scenes that are like ultra gory mm-hmm. and um uh, 
this is this was one of those this year and it was incredible there was also that really good scene where the the guy came out of the door to like warn you about the yeti mm-hmm. and then the yeti basically just smashes the door into him yeah and then he just goes flying that was that was good stuff yeah um, no this was a this is a fun fun house and uh one uh, i thought was was pretty good yeah no it was very good so before we get to the uh the big breadwinners of this uh definitely wanted to mention uh, the two shows that they had, and we, we, we won't spend a lot of time talking about them, but this year they had uh, a returning show, which was called Academy of Villains, um, and it was basically like a Cirque du Soleil show, but also had like different kind of performers, one guy with a soccer ball, another guy like hanging by like like whatever those like rope things are called where people like do different moves from them and both of those sound wildly uh underwhelming when explaining them <laughs> yeah but they are very one guy very with talented. a soccer ball the, well the overarching holy shit the overarching exactly what it was theme so. to the story of of this uh academy show was like frankenstein yeah it was uh 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 jekyll and hyde and it, w- it had this whole story about them uh basically performing experimental things and trying medications on ordinary townspeople and it these abilities that they got were superhuman abilities based on like the superhuman soccer ball yes abilities. again i know it's very underwhelming that said of those two that alex just mentioned the third one was really the winner in all of this he was a contortionist who they oh, brought yeah. back from former years uh he was part of the academy show two years ago Straight well, I've up. heard he's flexible when it comes to his schedule. <laughs> oh, man. You. He's a goddamn professional with these bad jokes. You're good, you. You're good, um, you. This dude brought audible, like, gasps and, like, horror from people. Kenny, like, Kenny at least kind of let me know what was happening. I feel like there were definitely people in the audience who had no idea this was going to happen. Nah. And it was, like, <laughs> sickening to watch. Like, he does shit that... You're not supposed to be able to well, do Well, this yeah. guy who did it was extraordinarily fit, too. <laughs> so he was able to, like, flip around while he's got his arm tied behind his back and his other yeah. leg tied behind his back. And he's able to, like, somehow, like, move his body around yeah. and land on his front. And it was like, holy fuck! Yeah. No, no! no! It was very disturbing. Oh. But but also right in line with what you want from something like this. Uh, yeah. Academy of Villains... Is their grade A every year that they come? Really, really good dance choreography. Super high energy. The the music in in like for us anyway just really hit dead on for like there was a lot of Marilyn Manson involved, a lot of Metallica involved. Mm -hmm. uh, Just like even got that really good sound uh, song by Muse towards the end. Muse was in there. Some Flyleaf. Like it's just very good like rock high energy music. I'm I'm never disappointed with them. Uh, but now they had this really awesome scene where they had uh, the reflections of people. So I mean, more uh, like you see the, the shadows, the white sheets, with yeah, the projections, the again. shadows, and then you have people dancing in front of them that are supposed to be the same people that you're seeing the shadows. So they're oh man, that was fucking awesome. Yeah, no, it was, so. when you say really quick, these shows are, are these akin to something like like what Six Flags used to do? Yeah, I like was, where you kind of like go to a certain. It's area in a, yeah. it's where in like you kind of sit down and a, watch something. In a something. theater with like bench okay. seating. Yeah. So it's yeah. not like a thing that just happens in the middle of the park. No, it's, a, it's, a like, big, okay. it's a big amphitheater. Yeah. Um, Academy, the first two years they were there, did have a stage just out in the streets. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, 
but it's kind of like when you used to go to Six Flags and go see the Batman show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This like, is go out of your way to go sit down and watch yeah. what mm-hmm. they were doing. And, it's a 20-minute okay. show in a big amphitheater. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And but then the, the other one, though. I was going to say, the other show oh, was boy. their fountain show that also had uh, projections on buildings behind where the fountains that you were seeing. Um, this was the first year that they've had this, I yeah. believe, right? And I think this is the first year Universal's done a show like this. Now, they've had this for just the regular nights with, like, Harry Potter and yeah. the other Universal Jurassic stuff. Park. That they had. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they did this this year for Halloween Horror Nights and the properties that they have. And it was just fantastic. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, it's essentially a fountain show mm-hmm. uh, with projection mapping on the buildings behind you. And, and also on the fountains, too. Yeah, on the, on the fountains themselves. So, like, they basically put a, a mist screen up in the air and then project, like, the monsters on it or scenes from... The, the, the four properties they included this year were Stranger Things... Uh, Universal Monsters, Ghostbusters, and Killer Clowns, mm-hmm. and there was like, uh, I mean, custom music, like a custom soundtrack was put together for this. Uh, the the obviously the the fountains were set up for a customized show. Um, it's just I, everything, everything was, goes with the music. Yeah, um, and then they picked really good images from all of the different yeah. uh, properties, and then it, just like a good fireworks show, there was a grand finale at yeah. the end where you have all the best parts of all the movies put together, and you have the fountains just going crazy at the same time. It was it was awesome. Zero pyrotechnics, yet you never would have even thought. Like it was an afterthought for me. Afterwards, I realized, like, oh yeah, there were no fireworks or anything. There was no pyro. It was all just. But, the projections on the buildings in the background had cool things like the clown from Killer Clowns doing his hand puppetry. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, stay, that's stay puffed made an appearance. He at did. And he's like slowly walking right. through the building behind right. you. So uh, it, it was it was awesome. Yeah. I was I was a huge fan. And uh, before and after the show, they even did like the event as a whole had an overarching, loosely tied like '80s theme to it. And um, there was, like, 80s music playing beforehand, and they did some cool stuff, like, that made it feel very 80s before starting and then tied the properties very nicely together. So, yeah. Great show. Highlight, honestly, uh, in all honesty, the two shows this year were the highlight of the event. I pretty much agree with that. They were that fucking good. Like, there was no one house that I thought was better than either of these shows. It was, they were that yeah, good. I would, I, I would, I would, I would agree. I thought the shows were really good. Academy of Villains was a lot of fun. Um, and then just the way they were able to, able to tie everything together during the fountain show yeah. was just fantastic. And there's just high quality uh, work being done there during the, the fountain show. And it's great because, as I've mentioned to you before, Kenny, they used to have this like really ridiculous. Uh, water show uh, at the nighttime there where they would have like the Miami Vice theme playing <laughs> and they'd have jet skis going flying across the water and like yeah. going off ramps and sh- like stuff that totally must have cost a shitload of money and could have all kinds of insurance liability and they've really not done much with that lagoon area there just during general operation and now that they have this fountain show there that's just a really awesome part of that very park. good utilization of that lagoon now. absolutely so. And they did not ditch Miami Vice entirely. They do have the Miami Weiss beer, which was (laughs) my favorite beer of the event this year. Oh, wow. What a beer. Mm. You know, last year we were destroyed by the uh, Hopsecutioner. Too much drinking. uh, uh, I think you were destroyed by poor choices. 
Well, that yes, yes. Uh, Miami Weiss almost did that to me this year. It's very Nick, Nick is the kind of person that says it's not a person who kills them, it's the bullet. That's great. <laughs> That's right. It's fantastic. So the two uh, big houses we have left were uh, the two big selling points this year for the uh, general public, which are Ghostbusters and Stranger Things. Uh, Stranger Things in its second straight year at Halloween Horror Nights is that was the big pull to get me and Emily to go last year with uh, you and your wife, Kenny. You and a lot of people. Yeah, well, I think it still was this year, too. Yeah. Um, and then Ghostbusters, which obviously is a you know pretty iconic property um, and, and something that Universal really hung their hat on this year having. So um, Stranger Things, I obviously was not like quite as excited going in this year only because I'd already seen what Halloween Hornets was. It was the first house we did last year when we were there. So I was super pumped for seeing what Halloween Hornets was when we went to the Stranger Things house where I kind of had an idea of what I was going to be seeing. So um went in with a little bit of a different gauge of what I wanted to see uh, in this house this year being a seasoned vet now not really but at the same time i feel like i had different expectations for what i thought this was going to be and it's probably a good thing because this house definitely was not as good as last year's stranger things house um and and we'll get into a little more detail about that i guess but just overall um this just did not encapsulate the scenes of the second and third season as well like you didn't have like an elaborate set of how the kids went through the different parts of the season and seeing multiple actors of the different kids at different stages throughout the house. I felt like there was definitely not enough actors in this house. Like that was a, that was the first major thing I noticed about it. And at the second time too, like this was trying to get 18 episodes worth of content into a six minute haunted house uh and it, it really had a hard time accomplishing yeah. that yeah uh well this goes back to what we talked about and nick mentioned it with the us house where sometimes it would behoove the experience to maybe focus in a little bit more mm. on one thing as mm -hmm. opposed to uh multiple scenes um us suffered from that a little bit but when you take two seasons worth of material and try to shoehorn them a television in. show i mean you're, you're talking about you're talking yeah. about 18 hours worth of content i yeah. mean last year stranger things house was great um it just it hit so many iconic things but it was only focusing on one season mm -hmm. uh there was a lot to draw from with this from two seasons uh and it's just it's just too tall of an order and what was there felt like it it wasn't done as well as they it just felt like they were trying to do too much is really what it came down to it felt uh, less polished than last year much less iconic there was stuff you wanted to see but like it just felt like they were trying to do too much whereas <laughs> if they had just done a season two it probably would have been a little better yeah. um season three for sure deserved its own house and and did not get its own house i mean in fact, in, in reality, this house was probably a 70-30 split, mostly season two, and then a little bit of season three at the end, which is even more unfortunate. Yeah. Um, it's just It just felt like 
10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, I will say uh, the couple things I really liked about this house, uh, I thought the upside down in this house was actually better than last year's. Um, I actually felt like it was more what I actually um, like imagine it to feel like when I'm watching the show and seeing what it actually looks like. You're talking like the tunnel scene? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Hopper? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's really um, good. And, and just, the, just the idea of like seeing like the little like flakes of snow yeah. flying around you. That was a bit more immersive. You did feel a little bit more in the situation than last year. And it just, it just in terms of the way it was set up and how your mind would read it going through the actual part of the house, I, I felt like it was just better done than in the first house uh, that they had in last year's event um the other thing that i thought was i i don't want to say it's the best scene of the event because i don't necessarily think that's true but i think it was a big time standout scene um was the house scene from season three uh where 11 is fighting off the two different demogorgons at the same time in the cabin yeah in the cabin um that scene was fucking awesome Uh, just going through that scene, the actor playing Eleven who's screaming and like holding your hands out as you're seeing uh, the two different Demogorgons coming from uh, either side of the... A lot the, of strobe lights going yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, also, it, by it the way, fantastic. the other night when you sent me the screen grab of the house being uh, delayed... Yeah, it was closed the one night. That yeah. scene in particular, because of the strobe lights, apparently somebody had a stroke in there. Oh my God, a, really? a very intense, very strobey... Uh, room to go through yeah and um that was one of the things that i took away coming out of the house i was like jesus that that one in the cabin is intense like there's a lot going on in there and yeah apparently it's a little too much for some people well i mean that that well you got to kind of know that going in though if you're uh, i mean having a stroke though is not necessarily like having a seizure would maybe come from that but like someone just having a stroke sorry did i say stroke it was seizure oh sorry i did not mean to say stroke well then they fucking had it coming (laughs) (laughs) not trying to discount epilepsy here but uh, yeah no i'm assuming there are epilepsy warnings yeah that's that's the thing is that would be when you're going into a situation like that if you are prone to that but i do know that there is certainly a a subsection of people who are undiagnosed undiagnosed and unaware but that it just uh, speaks to how intense that room was diagnosed undiagnosed that's um you know that's that's terrible for someone yeah seizure or the right. theme park man yeah. it's awful, i just mean so. that the house was so effective so. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, but the final scene of the house which really ultimately saved everything <laughs> um any negative thoughts you may have had about the house um are, they really truly are bailed out at the end when you do walk through the uh the star court mall and the mind flare is there in all of its full glory and much mm-hmm. like uh, Clownzilla in Killer Clowns, it is enormous and it mm-hmm. is in motion and you have to walk under it to get through it. Yeah. And uh, it's really well done. It was awesome. I mean, that was one of the very like important scenes of, of, of that season that they had to hit and they did a really nice job with it. Uh, Starcourt Mall was not no. really in no. other than in that one scene and it was really just the Scoops Ahoy store that you could see. So it was, it was kind of me. They tried to sort of spread Stranger Things out a little bit over the event as a whole. Like they tried to have food offerings throughout the park that were supposed to be from the food court in the mall. And it was just kind of a miss. Like they had it, some something at the hotel we were staying oh, at. Oh, yeah. And that yeah. was a big, big 
like yeah, a there pile you of could poo-poo. go upstairs <laughs> in the second floor of the hotel, and there were like pop up characters Aww. and the upside down, one, and it was spooky. We didn't. To be fair, we didn't go see them, but it didn't um, didn't need to. No, <laughs> it's I don't know. It just felt like it was one of their major marketing tools, rightfully so. Um, it made them a lot of money last year. It made them a lot of money this year. Hey, and today it was announced that Stranger Things is going to be on television for the rest of time. So yeah. that's good. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Films coming. Uh, more seasons coming. Wait, really? I didn't read it. Yeah. Oh, it was a big thing. A I know people were talking about it, but I didn't. So, shit. Seriously? Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not it, surprised. It, it, but... it was pretty much just like an open-ended renewal, which I'm I thought yeah. the last thought... Uh, the last thing I had heard was that they were going to basically do a final season. God, that would be fantastic. Not okay. to be. Not to be. Yeah. And you know what? That actually gets to something I wanted to mention. Uh, one of the interesting things that it's been something to watch over the last five years or more, actually more with Halloween Horror Nights, it's interesting to see the way they bring properties back because they really learn their lesson um, – Halloween Horror Nights was a thing for a long time, but it wasn't until they brought The Walking Dead uh, for, I think it was Halloween Horror Nights 21 in 2011. It became like a event yeah, that people really, flocked to. Like at the time, Walking Dead was huge, mm-hmm. and it brought, it brought a lot of new people to the event. And um, they they brought it back for five years, and by then but at some point like people that horse yeah people were like like really sick of it like mm-hmm. to the point where it probably hurt the event a little bit mm. and so then the next big property that elevated a little bit further was american horror story and they only brought that back for two years and then got rid of it so i don't think stranger things will be there next that's year. what i'm house. getting at with stranger things yeah. stranger things put it on a level that they had not seen further and then they brought it back this year I don't see it coming back again, and to be fair, that's probably fine because it was definitely a lesser uh, value than it was last year, and it would probably not be as good next year either. So It's still definitely uh, the house that's bringing the most casual fans in. Sure, I'll say so, that. Um, yeah. Other than perhaps the last one that we're going to talk about, which is arguably the biggest property that they've landed uh, because at this point with Ghostbusters, we're not talking like what's huge in pop culture now. We're talking something that's gone over generations of pop culture with the ghost. Everybody knows the Ghostbusters. I'm, I'm like, very interested to see how the movie does next year because sure. I think that there's a lot of people out there who don't give a fuck about Ghostbusters, and I'm well, one of them. Well, but a lot of people. Me too. <laughs> but a lot of people do, though. I know. No, I mean, uh, I watched it when I was growing up. No, so it's like I'm, it's a part of uh, my I, I, whatever. I, but... I, I'm. Totally hearing and almost totally agreeing with what you're saying, Kenny. But I do think that uh, if they are putting all their eggs in the Ghostbusters pot, they might be a little disappointed because I think nostalgia only gets you so far. Um, And so, yeah, we'll see. I don't think they are going forward. It's just, you know, they they brought in Ghostbusters Mm -hmm. this year. And I think, I mean, it's proven by if you if just just looking at wait times the weekend we were there uh, or if you just pull up the app on a random event night like ghostbusters and stranger things are the two big wait times stranger things in general has been a little bit higher than sure. ghostbusters they're, but it's they're, been close they're very close um but yeah it's just uh i don't see stranger things coming back um unless 
maybe a few years from now, maybe they'll skip a couple of years and then do it. Maybe when they get some of these films out that they're going to be doing and like another couple seasons that I mean, just, just, and this is getting more into the actual show here at this point. Um, there's nothing really to warrant doing anything more because, uh, there's definitely fatigue that's going to be yeah. going on with that, that series here. I mean, it already pretty much is with me. Uh, and I think this third season was actually really good, but, we're going back to the same well every single time, yeah. and they need to start well, to expand a little bit. Much like Harry Potter did for the parks um, when they opened the, all the Potter stuff, it was a very well-timed landing of that property, and mm-hmm. it did wonders for the park. Stranger Things did the same for this event. It was just perfect timing. They you know, they caught lightning in a bottle with it, and it um, sold easily more tickets last year than they had ever sold. It was a smash hit last year and they're sort of riding those coattails a bit this year, yep. but now what's next? And that's what I'm saying. Like in the next yeah. couple of years, if they don't strike on that next, you know, they had the walking dead, they had American horror story. They had stranger things. Mm-hmm. If, if they don't land that next big, I don't know what that is It'll right now. Along. It will. But um, if it's if like people not, who think like, HBO is going to die after name a show that goes away. Sopranos is over. They're done. <laughs> And then Game of Thrones comes along, and yeah. people are forgotten about Sopranos. Yeah. So, yeah. Or have they because they're making a prequel? No, you know what I'm saying, fucking yeah, asshole. Um, so, uh, going on to Ghostbusters, uh, Kenny, I know you were super pumped for this, and 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 I I think Ghostbusters is fun. Uh, I just don't love it or anything like that. But um, I thought this house was really well put together. I thought this had about the same detail that the Stranger Things house had last year. It was in the same building that the Stranger Things house from 2018 was in. Uh, the sets were done really well. Um, a lot of the characters were done really well. Um, Slime, Slimo? What Slimer. It? Slimer, yeah. Uh, the scene in the hotel with him was pretty cool. I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Um, the actual physical puppet you see of him is really cool. They recreated a lot of the scenes throughout here. Uh, and so, I mean, th- there's just a lot of things to like. Um, I'll just come out and say it. Uh, like, the no doubt has to be good part of the event for me going in about any house of the entire event was that the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man had to be great uh, in the Ghostbusters house. And it was a big fucking disappointment. Uh, and that's, uh, you know. It's one of those things where you can't have a do-over on it. You just, uh, you know, fucked it up, and they have to got to own that for the rest of time. Yeah. Is it too little, or no? It was just, it was just the head. The size yeah. was fine. It was just, it was. So they just couldn't really do it. It was static. Or they didn't it, do it. It was stationary, and it basically was a projection of yeah. its face on a stationary object. And um, in an event where you have Clownzilla and the Mind Flayer. Full motion, full size. Yeah. Unfortunately, the budget for this house appeared to have been spent in the rest of the house. And when you have big budgets put towards those puppets in those houses, something had to give somewhere, and this this is where it had to give, <laughs> and it sucks. But see, that's the and, and that's the really that's the shit part of it is that like I feel like with every property that's here, there's like one thing you need to do really well. Yeah. And they had to do the Marshmallow Man really well, and they just totally fairness, The failed. rest of the house looked incredible. And that's the thing. And when I, I was so angry after the first time going through because I was just 
disappointed with the marshmallow man uh so like the rest of the house like didn't even matter and the second time going through the house is actually really well done very well done um and has really good actors throughout it and really well staged scenes um and has really good feeling to different parts of when you're walking through like the apartment complex and you're seeing like some of the iconic scenes with rick moranis and things like that but still like it's just it's just a bummer. Like it, you take the best part of that. Not that it was the exact same, but like the iconic ending, I guess it's not even iconic, but the ending scene of season two of stranger things where Eleven's levitating. That scene was terrible oh, it was awful. Uh, in the stranger things house. Static figures. I was gonna say static non-actors that are yeah. just standing in this scene that looked like it was like thrown together with stuff. Kind you of, could buy at Hobby Lobby. Kind of inexcusable. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, and, and it wasn't, as big of a moment to me uh so i still thought it was shit but at the same time i was like oh that looks bad but like i was like and kenny you can probably vouch for me on this i was like furious that the marshmallow man was fucked up by them yeah you were you felt that way about a few things after the first night yeah (laughs) and uh luckily it came around a bit but yeah this is another one of those this would have benefited greatly from taking the tour um the last few years when they've done the the big classic property um it's it's incredible to walk through these with the lights on and see how well they execute these classic iconic movies you know last year was poltergeist it was incredible to see with the lights on uh the shiny. that was a fantastic house it was it was, it was. Really, that was really good well, yeah that was one of the headliners last year the year before the shining was mm-hmm. fucking incredible to tour with you know, see all the detour, uh, details of Nick of just that. perked up. Yeah, I did. yeah. Hello. Um, so Ghostbusters would have been terrific to see with the lights on, but um, you know, um, well, very well done. Um, I don't know what I expected. Uh, for some reason, somehow this ended up being one of the letdowns of the event for me. It's sort yeah. of just sort of middle of the road. Uh, maybe I just thought too highly of it going in nothing like egregiously let me down the stay puff marshmallow man while he wasn't great by any means um it definitely didn't bother me as much as it bothered you but um you know your point your point is well taken uh i just i'm, I'm kind of middle of the road on this house it was yeah. um as far as merchandise goes, Ghostbusters was fantastic. For I mean, I've event. got the Ghostbusters Blinky yeah, Cup. We both do. I bought a Ghostbuster lanyard. I buy a lanyard every year. I bought um, a Ghostbusters mug. is one of my favorite mugs I've ever purchased. Speaking of, we're talking about merchandise, and I've got to put Universal on blast for something because <laughs> they have four different Blinky Cups this year, and they only had released two of them at the beginning of the event. Yeah, and they're, yeah they're releasing you know, one... You know, they released one last week, and they're going to release another one later in October sometime. Uh, The Blinky Cup they released last weekend looked really bad. I liked it. Oh, you son of a bitch. It's one of the scare zones that's into the Anarcade, which is an 80s arcade. Uh, I thought, I I think it looks cool, but... I it thought was I thought they super were super random. It was very random. Yeah. I expected them to go with the four properties like yeah. from the show or that are on your shirt, like <laughs> the killer clowns and that like I have the Ghostbusters Blinky Cup and the Monsters one that was released while we were down there. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I thought uh you know, um I thought Killer Clowns was gonna get one. I guess uh I don't know. I don't, I don't know why they went with 
one of the scares. It was so random. Yeah. I like I saw the photo of it online last week, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like I was bizarre. assuming it was gonna be Stranger Things or Killer Clowns or or you know Rob Zombie or something like that, nope. and it was just nope, nope. Okay, nope. scare zones. Very random. So overall, though, I mean, it was just a fun year. Like uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily know if I'll go back next year or every year or anything like that but obviously you've got me two years in a row kenny son of a bitch it'll depend on much like a lot of people uh it'll hinge on what properties they land and you know i know for someone like you i I know if they land it that'll probably get you back down there yeah Um, i mean i've been talking about that for like a year and a half now it though is owned by warner brothers and warner brothers is already trying to do their own thing right they did for a few years and then they didn't this year randomly okay because i was gonna say last year i heard they did a it for the first movie and then honestly the the only haunted house i've ever genuinely wanted to make the trek for it but they recreated arkham asylum yeah uh since that's yeah that was last year yeah yeah Yeah, the the only two things that probably could definitively get me without having to have any sort of convincing would be if they did do an it house next year and if they ever do a jason takes manhattan house (laughs) That would specifically Jason yep. takes Manhattan. Mm-hmm. If you if yeah. you now, if you get on a boat and there's a disco floor and they they do and do then you don't actually get to Manhattan in the house. Okay, that's a, that's a grip against that movie, but that's a fabulous. I like that movie. I'm just giving that's the movie a shit. Cause... Fabulous horror movie, even if they don't make it till Manhattan until the last five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, they do do really random sequel parts do, do. of movies. They you. do. Yeah, I know. They did, what was it, Halloween 4? Yeah. Four yes, was yeah. Last year, last yeah. Year, yeah. Which uh, the, was a big thing, because even I heard about it, and I was like, oh. The first year I went, they oh. had uh, Freddy vs. Jason. It was actually the first, <gasps> was my first Halloween Horror Nights house I ever went through. I know that That's probably, if that had come through in recent years, would have gotten you down there. Probably. I love Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, that's that is a great movie. That is super campy. Yeah. Uh, it like landed at the perfect time yeah. where everybody was cool with whatever. So you could do racism jokes, <laughs> and you could do sexism jokes, and you could do homophobia jokes. Are you saying you miss those days? Uh, not <laughs> the pines quite. For the good old days. Um, but it it's definitely a time capsule. A, a few years ago, <laughs> they had a God damn it, an, Nick. They had an Ash. <laughs> An Ash vs. Evil Dead house, for God's sake, a few years ago. Wouldn't and, uh, have gotten me, but I know lots of no, people I know, love that show. You know, Nick, Nick's a, a fan of that show, and I was already being committed to the sh- to the event. I was like, holy shit, they're doing an Ash vs. Evil Dead house. And it flopped because it's a star's property, and yeah. uh, it I just didn't go over say, well. But um, That yeah, they, franchise your, is cursed, basically. Yeah, unfortunately. But to your point, they do very random sequel um, properties and... Uh, just if anyone listening to this podcast is involved in creative with Universal, <laughs> if they want to get one person to go, for sure, Jason takes Manhattan. I mean, the obscurity. Well, well of... that's a good question. What would be something that, I mean, obviously you're going to go probably no matter yeah, what, but I'm what would be lie. something that they haven't done Ugh. that you would probably like day Hellraiser. one? Yeah, Hellraiser is huh? one that comes to mind. Um Quite a bit. I, I was gonna say I, I kind of know Kenny a little bit. Yeah. When it comes to that, I was like the like you said that and I was like, ooh, Hellraiser. Yeah. That would get Kenny but to go. Probably the biggest um, hole in the lineup that they've ha- like not had 
Uh, Scream hasn't made an appearance yet. Oh, and okay. as a matter of fact, That's Scream was lined up and developed as a house the first year I went. And yeah. super late in the process, got canceled mm. and was replaced with Purge, uh, which at the time, it was the first time Purge had made an appearance. But it was really weird. You walk through the house, like the first it scene was look like it was the scream the, set. It was the kitchen. There was yeah. a uh, jiffy pop. Ah, okay, like, it, yeah. it was very. There, you walk through the garage and saw the girl in the garage door, and like it was just <laughs> they had to replace sucks. it with a purge. But it was scream. That's fucked up. <laughs> and ever since then, like scream's one of my favorite franchises, yeah. and that's been just a like, glaring. That's like, kind of you. You were mentioning this to me when we had just finished uh, going through Depths of Fear. And I was like, dude, that was Alien. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, they've been trying to get Alien for many years. And it, you're like, I honestly think that these are some of the idea- ideas they had. Yeah. And they just were like, whatever. It's yeah. not going to ever work it's, out. It's so one it's of those things where house. Yeah. these houses are in development from time that they're conceptualized, sometimes for years. Mm-hmm. And Alien is definitely something that's been on the table. And it's something that they would like to do. But and now it's owned by Disney. When and Disney fucked. bought it out, yeah, it's kind of now one of those things that's probably off the table. And so they just said, fuck it, let's just take what we got and let's throw it in Depths of Fear. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's you know, some sometimes they're able to turn things around rather quickly. Like Yeti, we talked about this year. Um, that's a direct sequel. That's the first time you've experienced a sequel to a property you've already seen where last really? year with Slaughter Cinema with oh. the, the Swamp Yeti was such a massive hit with the public. They they That's based off of that one they, specific part of that? They they fast tracked this Yeti house <laughs> okay. with, with a slightly different storyline just okay. based on the popularity of that. But I some mean, of these houses go from That's a bit year, of a stretch, but okay. it is, it is, <laughs> but that strictly came from the popularity of that character. Hmm. Uh, but some of these take years of development and, um, you know, something like Scream is always in the works, but it's just a matter of getting the rights. And that's the ugly business side of it that not everybody sees or cares to give a shit about. Like, that's part of the business is like they got to land the rights Since to it. Since next year is the and one of it, it's not the but it's an anniversary yeah. year. Kenny's like laid down the gauntlet that he's going for like oh, yeah. five days or something huh. like that. Yeah, no, we're we're going. It's yeah, it's gonna be. <laughs> we're big. going. It's, it's oh be, yeah, it's gonna be like a look at that, like a two week vacation in Florida. Uh, and, yeah, no, I, I was gonna say um, the properties I mentioned, but really, if they have anything with Jason next year, I'm probably gonna end up going. I mean, there's a good chance of it. Um, if they my- do a random sequel, by the way, I will just say that one thing they should do is uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Oh. That would be yeah. a wonderful house. Freddy has not shown up, well, since what the Fre- Freddy vs. Jason uh, yeah. uh, but not five, by... five years ago. But mm. he he made slight appearances, but Freddy's definitely of like the big iconic um Jason also has been very unused since the earlier Mm. days. Uh, Michael Myers has certainly gotten most of the love recently. Um, So they're due for Freddy or Jason in one way or the other. Um, Again, it comes down to rights, really. I mean, how obscure is the Killer Clowns? And now they've made it a huge deal for two years now. Killer Clowns is owned by Disney now. So if that wants to depress you at all. (laughs) Oh, wow. Is it really? Yeah, I was just reading the other night that uh, apparently the sequel that's been talked about for apparently eons for Killer Clowns was actually in development by Fox when they were purchased by Disney. And that Mm. was one of the 200 plus projects that Uh, was canceled canceled as soon as Disney purchased. So it's not owned by Disney anymore. (laughs) 
Well, it's out in the open. It it is, but yeah. there yeah. there will be no. If anything, further. they're glad they own it so that they don't have to just see it in the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one other note about the event: uh, one property that was involved with it, uh, and it was shit and so entirely forgettable. We've not mentioned it. Zombieland was one of the scare zones. Oh, yeah. And they tried to tie in a lot of the Double Tap sequel that's coming up, and they even had like a really tacky. Really? Uh, super awful, like um, uh, like a like a theater poster that you could pose and take pictures in front of. And... Certainly could turn around, but that's gonna be a bomb at the theater. Wow. There has been there there is there is no buzz for yeah. that whatsoever. I mean, that's possible. Uh, that trailer, like whatever it is, in and of itself, like I've never seen a sequel trailer like that. Uh, come and go. Like, I don't know. Like, I remember people saying, like, oh, the Zombieland trailer just dropped. Like, yeah. the moment it dropped. But I don't know a single person who, was, yeah, who mm-hmm. actually, like, carried the torch of, like, now they've seen the trailer, now they want the movie. That's yeah. not that's coming out in, like, two weeks. And it didn't yeah. look, like, like awful, so to speak. Like, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Like, it did not look like something that I would go see if it wasn't called Zombieland 2. But it didn't look like it was the worst idea ever. But like, man, did it look like is this a sequel you would make like a year after the first movie came out, but just ten years too late? That's anyway. Yeah, the the scare zone area, they just had like random people dressed as zombies walking around, and they had like the Hummer there, and they had the one roller coaster attraction, hmm. and that was it. It was. A real letdown. And that's one of my favorite movies. Like, mm-hmm. I was really excited about it, but not to be. The, it was not a good scare zone. The hell, the Rob Zombie Hellbilly Deluxe scare zone, on the other hand, that's a winner. It was really random, too, based off, of a, based off of an <laughs> album. I mean. And they nailed it. It was pretty good. All, <laughs> like, all the music videos that came from that album, like, they had all the shit in the scare zone that you would want to see. It was. It had the music. It had all of the visuals. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was. The, it was the, really well the done. The Dragula was there. You could mm. take a picture in it. We it was did. Incredible. We did. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember but... it either. <laughs> we were both naked, the, the but photo- we did it. <laughs> the photographic evidence is there. Like I was going to we... say, we don't even have it. One of your friends has it, but that's okay. Yeah, I got it. Do you really? Yeah, I got it. Send it to me. I'll send it. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> For how much? <laughs> fucking asshole. Yeah. No, fun event. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad. Definitely glad. a good time. Uh, I am happy that, that we went. I was super tired uh, for a couple days afterwards. We walked 19 miles on that Saturday. Uh, we uh, figured out. So, yeah, it was a, it was a long day, uh, but a, definitely a good time. And um, fun movies this year uh, that were involved there. And something that Universal has done uh, both years I've been there, but definitely – some properties that you wouldn't necessarily expect, like Halloween 4 and Trick or Treat last year. Oh, Trick or Treat. I love that house. Oh, that house oh, wasn't I, that great. I miss it. <laughs> yeah. I just miss Sam at the event. <laughs> just that character. But you have that. You have Killer Clowns this year. You have House of a Thousand Corpses. Like, it's not just the staple, regular, run-of-the-mill, like, Universal Monsters everywhere. And even though you love that, like, it's not just like, we have Frankenstein, come see him. Like... They find some stuff that is like honestly like hitting the core of what horror is for a lot of people and putting it at their events. So, what was good your for them. your least favorite house? Us. Same here. Yeah, it was not good. It's in the basement. 
Killer Clowns was your number one? Killer Clowns was my number one. It, it was very, very good. It was Killer Clowns and House of a Thousand Corpses were, yeah. were, were the top What was your of biggest list. surprise of the event? Was it Killer or was it Corpses? Was um, it? Probably Killer Clowns just for how good it actually was. House of a Thousand Corpses I thought could be a good haunted house. Um, and I was not super surprised that it ended up being one of my favorites. But in terms of how much I really liked Killer Clowns, where I like, I like separated from your you and the other people we were hanging out with to make sure I went through the Killer yeah. Clowns house one more time. The yeah. last night we were there, like that's how much I loved that yeah. house. Um, and uh, again, uh, we watched the movie together a month ago or so, and I thought the movie was just extraordinarily not great. Um, and the house, I, I want to watch it again. You should. You should. Yeah. You know what? I, I, that was the, the one question I was going to ask mm-hmm. you is like a house like Killer Clowns or whatever. If it, if it's a good house, did it make you want to watch the movie again? That one actually does. Okay. Because like, in my opinion, without having gone it, like that would be, I would think, the true mark of a good house. I don't ever house. need to watch House of a Thousand Corpses again. That's fair. See, this house made me... I, I like that movie more than you. Which one? Corpses. But yeah. I, yeah. this... My but, love of that house made me want to watch it again. Yeah. Also, with uh, Three from Hell coming out, like I would just like yeah, to watch I mean, we're in Corpses the season, so and, to speak. and Devil's Rejects. I would like to watch them again before seeing Three yeah. from Hell. But but for someone like yourself, Alex, who was not a fan, so to speak, of Killer Clowns, you came out of that, I no, think, maybe fan. at least wanting to try it one more time. He's a fan now. Sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's watch it tonight. Those. I mean, I would. Yeah, Th- those okay. two done. Okay, sold. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Look what you've done. Those two were it, the, the two big surprises for me uh, coming into the event. Monsters and Graveyard were my number one and two. I, and they ended up I being your number put, one. I always two. put together a hype list going in because mm-hmm. I like to compare afterwards to see what my top ten comes out looking like. But those two remained. But uh, Corpses and Killer Clowns, I think, were uh, eight and nine for me. Like, I just did not have very high expectations, and both of them came out uh, three and four for me. So, Yeah, they were one and two on my list, uh, and, and I thought they were both really good haunted houses. Um, and again, I didn't think there was much to work with there with the yeah. properties. Um, and yet, at the same time, they, they, they just did a great job. Biggest disappointment for you. Like, like bona fide actual. Because, like, for me... I had us very high for some reason. That's your own fault. I'm not surprised by it, but in all honesty, probably the biggest disappointment for me was Ghostbusters, if I'm being honest. I would say I was definitely higher on Stranger Things than you. I thought Stranger Things was pretty good throughout. I knew it was going to suck. It's not my first rodeo. (laughs) that's okay i'm I'm totally kidding no 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 but no to your point like it had a little bit of fatigue for me coming Mm -hmm. in like i had seen it once and i wasn't pumped for it this time you definitely were higher on it and uh yeah Yeah, and and i thought it had really high highs throughout it i mean the last you know three or four rooms you go through are really fucking good uh ghostbusters was 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 a disappointment even if quality wise it was good and the set design was good throughout the house um, you can't fuck up the biggest moment of your house, and they did. So Ghostbusters mm. came out number seven for me. Stranger Things was number nine for me out of the well, ten. Well, that's that's okay. You you it's admittedly and and uh, you know uh, very understandable. Uh, the original houses get 
way higher on your list usually than the uh, properties. So mm-hmm. I'm not super surprised that uh, Stranger Things was number nine out of ten for you. But yeah, I thought I thought most of the properties here were, were pretty good. I mean, this year I, I thought was pretty solid. Like I, going through every house that we went through, even us, which I thought was not good. Um, like I thought it was fun going through it. Us was kind of on the on the yeah. well, but uh, every other house that we went through, I thought at least had a good time. I will say the one critique I have of Universal, um, and the way that they're doing it, is that I feel like they need to give more of the actors leniency that have microphones oh, yeah. to actually interact with people going through. And like say lines from the characters or act as the characters, because there were a couple, um, the the secretary at Ghostbusters, oh yeah, um, and also too uh, in Graveyard Games, the first actor you see has a microphone and is able to actually like interact with people. That's so much better than just a person just like yeah. mouthing uh, a well, line reading. The one walkthrough of Ghostbusters we had, I feel like your walkthrough specifically was made with uh, Janine. With the receptionist, she she uh, ad libbed. She talked. She mentioned your Ghostbuster yeah, shirt. I, I was wearing she, a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man shirt, and she's like, "Oh, that's dangerous to have." <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I mean, like it was a personalized situation that you don't get with the other actors. Which no, because they're like it's they, really weird. They don't you see them say things. Trying a, to lip sync the line that they their have, one character can say. They've got triggers or pedals yeah. that they hit before they come out of their boo hole, and uh, that's it. Like they're not allowed to say things. And they, I mean, for certain parts it, it it works really well but at the same time like when you get someone who's really good with delivering those lines i mean a lot of them are just saying things that they are supposed to say and you know they have like 10 or 11 catchphrases or whatever but just to have the freedom to be able to interact with the people and say things i mean i i think that's a that's a big thing they could really just expand on yeah well yeah, I I was very impressed with this year. Uh, yeah. Normally, when you go, there's at least one, sometimes two houses that you can straight up say like that was not good. The like, Blumhouse house last year. Yeah, Blumhouse last year was not not good. Um, uh, Saw was Saw there last year? No, that was before the my year time. Before. Okay, <laughs> Saw was a bad house. Like, um, there there are just you go through each event, and usually there are a couple of houses. It's like, oh, that was just a miss. There weren't any of those this year. Mm-hmm. Like us, while not what we consider good, like, it was the one that was on the cusp. Before, yeah, it was on yeah, the cusp, yeah, but like you yeah. couldn't go through it and say like, "Oh yeah, this is just bad." Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it was just okay, you know. Mm-hmm. And that, if that's the worst you could say of your ten offerings, um, that's pretty good. Well, and to go with all the other things we talked about, the shows. I mean, the, the, there's a lot here that brings in the properties that were here and the different films that were and television shows that were brought in. But at the same time, just the whole atmosphere uh, together um, was was really real, well done this year. And I remember you saying uh, before we went to the event, Kenny, that you were not necessarily concerned, but as this is before an anniversary year, that you were like, me. I thought, I thought they'd be focusing on, yeah. on uh, HHN 30, yeah. and this would be sort of an overlooked year, uh, when in reality, uh, they, they pulled no punches. They... 
In fact, now I'm I'm actually a little concerned about 30 <laughs> because I don't know what they can do to elevate it that much higher over this year. Oh, there you go. And that's I know it's like a classic fanboy kind of thing to say, but like that's the prizes over. What are they gonna do? They're e- fucked. E- HBO just closed the doors. Each year they. I don't they, know why you're Italian, I'm sorry. <laughs> I am, hey. I am partially, hey. partially Italian. Hey, uh, get your fucking shine box. I did eat oh, spaghetti before totally. I came over tonight. Did yeah. you really? I did. Oh, um, right. Each year, they, they the event is very good, and it's always one of those things where it's like, how are they going to top this next year? And they, they kind of manage to every year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a progressively better event, it seems, each year. Uh, five years for me is a smaller sampling uh, two years for you is an even smaller sampling. Like mm-hmm. some people have been going ten years or more. I guess you could be like, oh yeah, this was kind of a down year sometimes when you go. But like, well, the other thing too is that we we mentioned it earlier, but like, if you went, and I feel like I do remember going to Halloween Horror Nights like twenty five years ago. Oh man, and I, I don't remember anything about it. I was you know was nowhere near the spectacle. Nine years now. old or yeah. whatever. But at the same time, it was it was not this. And there were probably three houses. I was gonna say it was not this. It was much more like something you get at like Fright Fest. No Six properties Flags. attached to it, it. You know, really, Halloween Horror Nights did not become what it is until, like you say, Kenny, like The Walking Dead, seven eight years ago, or American Horror Story was there. Like that was when it became a actual event that like pulled people from other parts of the country and other parts of the world to actually come and go to this event and it's not just like a regional Halloween event so good stuff yeah so um, again Kenny's got Grim Grinning Hosts and also uh, in the loop that he is on if people want to find you on Twitter where you are where you at on there in the loop Kenny there you go I'm always down to talk theme parks or Halloween or he is. Halloween I Horror Nights or that. NASCAR if you want to talk NASCAR I'll, oh boy I'll discuss NASCAR you're hitting a really small subset of our audience and <laughs> beer? by I like small beer. subset I mean me uh, beer <laughs> yep um, lots there of people go. who uh, listen to our podcast like beer so very good so, very yeah. well well uh, as always Kenny glad to have you back and uh, good to have you on this episode Thanks for and um, I'll be Fun. back for the next horror movie you discuss. So, yeah, uh, I was gonna say we're in that we're October. in that time of year, so be doing something. Gonna be talking about horror movies probably a couple times throughout October, and uh, we'll see if we do another one of these episodes next year, <laughs> probably. <laughs> so, um, so you talk a big game, but we'll see. I end up going again this year, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, so again, thanks Kenny, thanks Nick for hanging out and just having a good time. Thanks and for having me. I was gonna say, uh, definitely. Wait, did you mean Tucson? Oh, look at this guy who's paying attention. Uh, I was going to say, I thought Toussaint was here the whole time. I didn't. Thanks for giving a lot to the early part of the episode. We get to talk about Toussaint's whiteness. Um, and um, <laughs> I am not co signing that either. <laughs> Again. Again. Uh, uh, so, uh, from all of us, thank you very much. And uh, we'll catch up with you next time here on Film Tag. Uh-huh.